To another episode of When the Smoke Clear Podcast. I'm your boy Sweet Lou. And I'm your boy B Reed. What's good, Reed? Nothing, man. My, my guy Magic Johnson, he out here a while. Yeah, man, man we gotta get into this <laughs> magic shit, bro. Man, look. <laughs> I don't like I don't know what's good with magic, bro. Okay. I think magic was like, fuck it. I got too much bread to be fucking with y'all niggas. Yeah. But then again, when I listened to his interview, I was like, you was gonna be a shitty GM anyway. I mean, anytime you go into the job and say, listen, man, I need all the control. I ain't going to be here every day because my money make more than your money. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm part-time, but I need all the decisions. But look, okay, I ain't I ain't mad at the, the part-time. She because, you know, Magic, you know, you do got the Dodgers. Oh, you, can't be, you can't be a president and be part-time. <laughs> you, you can't come in there and Yo. say, my businesses make more than you going to pay me. So you got to know I ain't going to be here every I mean, day. But, that, but that's facts, though. Yeah, but that, you're right. It's facts, but you shouldn't be hired the motherfucker saying that. Hey, but you look. He had the man's Jenny Rowe with it, right? I guess. All right. What I didn't like, though, I didn't like his comments, man. If y'all didn't see the ESPN interview with Stephen A. Smith, you go check it out, man. Basically, you know, Stephen A. was just asking, you know, why did you abruptly just leave? You know what I mean? And, you know, Magic saying, you know, Rob Palenka was on some bullshit. Yeah, hating. You know, hating, you know, doing, you know, doing what he do. He, he said he got calls from other agents saying that. Rob Palenka was like that, but Magic was trying to give him a fair shake, so he let it ride. I don't believe that. I think Jenny just said, hey, he going to be on your side. Because I don't think, I, I hate when people say that, like, yeah, man, somebody told me that this dude was dirty. But I, I believe he deserved a fake, you know, a first shot. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on, man. If somebody <laughs> tell you that the dude a backstabber, you know you're backstabber. Right. So either you didn't believe those people. I mean, it's got to be something. Because I hate when people say, people always be like, yeah, somebody told me about you, but I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt. Man, ain't giving dudes benefit of the doubt. I think, I think it was more of a... A uh, a Kobe favor. Yeah, I mean, if you know Kobe said it, yeah. I think Kobe was like, yo, give my man a shot. You know what I mean? I think he'll be good at this position. So, Jenny was giving him a shot. But Kobe a cornball snake. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe told on everybody in the organization. So, he's going to take the he word. Sure, he sure told on Shaq. Yeah, so you going to take the word of somebody that's a snake? He called himself a mama. Man, hey, you know what? Self-proclaimed, huh? <laughs> Self-proclaimed mama. He's a snake. Okay, look, my only... This is what I didn't like about Magic's comments, bro, okay? Magic said he wants to do it his way. He want to bring in his people. I'm cool with that, right? But you got rid of D'Angelo Russell. And the reason why he said he got rid of D'Angelo Russell is because him and Swaggy P wasn't getting along. Crazy. That's craziness, okay? Because first, first of all, you got rid of Swaggy P anyway. But how the, how the fuck you going to get rid of somebody because of Swaggy P? Yeah, especially when the, the kids you're getting rid of was what? The number two, number three pick It was the like draft? the number two pick of the draft. He was he was already proven. He was hooping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, I mean he wasn't the best. He wasn't the best in pass. You know he was trying to find his way. He was developing. Yeah, though. he was I mean, developing. He wasn't, he wasn't a natural point guard in college. He was a right. small forward. He yeah, exactly. So so that's what he's used to. So he was used to just putting up shots. So he had to make a little adjustments. But I don't think they're better off without him. No, nah, I mean when he when he played, I always thought it was crazy to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. To get Lonzo, not because Lonzo's not talented, just because D'Angelo Russell showed you enough over his first two years. It wasn't that he wasn't productive. Right. It was that he was injured. He had injuries. Yeah, injuries. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Without the injuries, D'Angelo Russell showed that he had enough talent. Yeah, now sure. he did he did alienate, you know, LA community by cause when you publicly hate on somebody and do what he did, I mean, that's like one of the 
biggest sucker moves you could ever do. I mean, but true. You hope you can you can get over that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it was some swaggy piece. So I ain't really mad at him. You know, swaggy piece. Nah, like, swaggy piece, cool. You know, nah, he like swaggy, cool, you know what I'm saying? Everybody likes swaggy man. You can't hate on the coolest nigga on the team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's always me that he can kind of hoop, but he's a fast guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You piss him off. Everybody on the team mad at you. That's true. And that's, that's true. what happened. He he pissed off the flyest nigga on the team. The nigga with all the girls, a fun nigga, the cool nigga. Like, dang, you gonna hate on somebody? Why you hate on the cool nigga? Right. You know what I'm saying? If you if you look up the makeup of the Brooklyn team, right? Yeah. Am, am, am I am I tripping or they do they not remind you of the Lakers? Mm. Well, nah, 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 because they can actually like they can actually recruit people. They nah, nah, I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> they got good management. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the organization. I'm talking about the actual team. The team, right? uh. Not, I mean, yeah, the Lakers scene. You talking about the Lakers scene? There, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about Lakers scene right now. No, I'm talking about Lakers scene right now. I mean, no, they don't. They you just, don't? No, I don't think they remind me of. Them. I just think that I just think they're well coached. Like I think if anybody else had that Nets team, right, they would be a lottery team. Okay, like I think they would only win like ten games. Nah, <laughs> I mean, okay. you know what I'm saying? You look at that. That team is only winning because of good coaching. Right. Uh, the coach let them play freely, let them put up he shots. Do, do. But if you look at the players on that team, they're all throwaways. I mean, you got like Allen Crabb that barely could. I mean, he didn't even play the playoffs in yeah. Portland. You got D'Angelo Russell, who's cool, but he yeah. was always underrated. You mean you got Jared Allen, who may make a double double, may pay two minutes. True. Ed Davis. You know what I'm saying? You got a bunch of throwaways. Yeah, Davis, he was a known back. Yeah, I mean, you don't have anybody. uh, Damari Carroll, you just got a bunch of people that just good at playing basketball if you can coach them. But anybody can't coach that team. That's true. That's true. I mean, they got some potential, though. I mean, Carroll Subvert. I'm saying, I'm saying they're talented, but I don't think anybody can coach that team. I think those Lakers team, mm-hmm. I think they have actual talent. You know what I mean? Like having Alonzo Ball, he's a talented player. Having a Julius Randle, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Kyle Kuzma, okay. that's actual. Like they have actual talent where you can get other people to coach that team. And you can coach talent. They're be, they've been misused. Right. I believe that's LeBron's fault. I don't think that's Luke Walton's fault. That's one problem that I have with Magic is him coming in and saying he wanted to fire Luke Walton. I don't I don't understand the Luke Walton hate because when Luke Walton was there without LeBron, right? Luke Walton won thirty seven games. He did with Lonzo, Julius Randle. Julius Randle did better in the position than LeBron did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you had that. You take away Julius, which I'm cool with because LeBron replaces Julius. Right. But then you get rid of Brooke Lopez. You get rid of a, a, a vital piece in that offense. Remember that he's running Golden State's offense, so you need shooters. Right, right. You get rid of Brooke Lopez, who's a shooter. And you replace him with Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala. Nah, they didn't <laughs> do that to mid-year. I mean, what's still, though? But that, that's ultimately no, who they, they replaced him They, they replaced him with JaVale McGee. That's who they replaced him with. <laughs> you know, that's worse. He can't shoot. And, and the Golden State system, though, he he did his job. But he played 15 minutes a game in Golden State. They got him playing 32 minutes I, I get that, but I'm saying, like, the idea, man, that, he, he did his job. Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, he was hooping, but yeah. the fact is is that they put a bunch of mismatched pieces that did not, did not match Luke Walton's system. So Magic Johnson being a coach, knowing about passing the ball, knowing about distributors, knowing about needing people to run with you because mm-hmm. LeBron plays with Magic Johnson. I don't understand his thinking and saying that you don't want people to shoot and run with you. Because he's LeBron. Yes, man, bro. Like, he, he talked to LeBron. LeBron said, look, I want playmakers. He was like, if you can't give me a star this year, because we all knew there was no free agent this year, if you can't give me a star this year, give me some playmakers and I'll make it do what it do. That's what LeBron said. So Magic would not have done that. But, but, but who the Mag- playmakers? I mean, Rondo. He said he said it was Rondo. He said it was Stevenson. 
You know um, what I'm saying? He's, you know, they, they was going to get rid of Caldwell Pope. LeBron was like, nah, I'll keep him. I like him. You the homie. You know what I'm saying? Good 19 million. Yeah. Be cool with LeBron. Hey, look. What they should have did is they should have left up the makeup of the team. They should because Brooke Lopez, that would have been a good, you know what I'm saying, a good fit for LeBron because he didn't even have that in Cleveland. Oh, I mean, I guess you call Kevin Love, but Kevin Love's not the center, though. I mean, but the difference is is that he can do what Kevin Love does. He's perfect for LeBron. That's yeah. what I don't understand. He, he spots up, he hits a three, but he can actually protect the rim. Right. That's one thing. LeBron has never had a stretch for. Like, the closest thing he's had is Shannon Fry, and Brooke Lopez is Shannon Fry on steroids. Right. You know what I mean? True, no, true, true. <laughs> yeah. You see what he's doing in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Uh, I think they should have kept I think should have kept uh, D'Angelo. They still would have got Kuzma. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no they, they, they wouldn't have got Kuzma. Because uh, Kuzma, Kuzma was part of the D'Angelo the Russell, Russell trade. Right. That's but you still had the number two pick. So. I mean, if you say you got Kuzma for D'Angelo Russell, that's not really a bad That's line. not a bad trade. But you still could have got Kuzma. Because what, what Kuzma get drafted last year? 27. 27. Nah, they wouldn't have got him. They wouldn't have got him. Nah, they they, said, having Lonzo Ball and Kuzma, I'm cool with that because I'm still up on the Lonzo Ball. Right. I'm just saying I think a lot of the blame gets put on uh, Luke Walton, and it's not fair because any coach that coaches with LeBron, mm-hmm. he tries to get them fired their first year. It's always the coach's fault. Right, right, right. And he needs to get his guy, somebody that he can kind of control. Now, he's a better coach. LeBron's a better coach than he is a GM. I'll give him that. Yeah. But his first year in um, Miami, he tried to get Eric Spolster fired. Just yeah. Pat Riley was like, I ain't going. Yeah, Pat Riley said, hey, nigga, <laughs> you either me... play with this dude or you don't play. Hey, you do your job, I'll do my man, job. Like, you know hey, and that's what I like about Pat, man. <laughs> like, you, you noticed this, right? When when a, when a GM stands up to LeBron and doesn't let him say what he want to say and, tell, and basically tells him, look, shut the fuck up and go play. Yeah. That's what Pat Riley told him to do. Basically. Shut your ass up, go play, and we'll win. You know what I'm saying? They straight. Yeah, but the problem is, is not not too many people is strong enough to stand up to uh, stand up to LeBron, and that's kind of the biggest problem. Is people are scared of LeBron. Pat, but how him. though? Because if you because LeBron, he's powerful, but he's also kind of a big baby and he's sensitive. Like most stars, like you can tell Magic Johnson, he's sensitive. Yeah, you know me talking behind my back, so I quit. You know what I'm saying? Who cares? <laughs> You're Magic Johnson. You know what I'm saying? You can get that dude, you can get him fired. You right, know what I'm right, right. You, you, can, can, you, you can. You can get him fired just by the media, you know what I'm saying? Even if Jeannie liked him, yeah. you can put it on blast like, hey, the Lakers keep me or they can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they yeah. go sideways. Who they go sideways. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could do that. But like, like, Magic is the franchise. Yeah, right. he's the franchise. Okay. So you could do that if you want to, but they're sensitive. So what happens is if you alienate LeBron, you run the risk of pissing him off. And if you piss him off, we've seen what happened. Even though we're saying Pat Riley did mm-hmm. the right thing, he pissed LeBron off. Mm-hmm. So LeBron left. You know what I'm saying? That that dynasty, Heat dynasty could have been a lot longer if Pat Riley was willing to pay to play the game. But Pat Riley was like, no, nigga, I got four shots right. myself. You exactly. know what I mean? yeah. You're LeBron, yeah. but I built this without you. I can build it again. Well, not, well, LeBron wanted him to step down like he did for Shaq. When Shaq came to Miami, Pat Riley was like, fuck it. Let me go ahead and just do my thing, and, I'll, and we'll win this shit. And they did. But that's, that's what LeBron wanted to do. LeBron wanted Pat. And Pat was like, man, I ain't fucking with you, man. I'm just chilling, man. Nah, man. He don't want nobody. Nah, LeBron don't want Pat, man. Pat, Pat, Pat be playing with that, uh, what, what do you call it? The uh, body uh, body fat. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's why <laughs> That's why Pat went back up. Because Wade was like, man, you still coaching. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. He be trying to have, he be like 8% body fat. Shit, and he did, you look at the, I mean, Shaq did drop some weight when he went yeah, to Miami, man. He did. He, was look, he looked good out there, too, though. Yeah, but nobody want to do that all the time. Yeah, that's my, true, man. my guy Jared Dudley said, oh, they got me saying, they saying I'm going to Miami. I guess y'all don't know. They got a uh, body fat limit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't making that. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to be real with yourself sometimes. But man, I, 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 I'm glad 
I'm not a Lakers fan, but I can see I seen this shit going left. Lakers Magic Magic saying that his guy was Tyrone Lue for the coach. I don't I don't see that. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what they said about Tyrone Lue? The reason why he didn't coach is because they were trying to do that Oakland Raiders thing and put people on their roster. Yeah. Like, they told him that Frank Vogel was going to be on the roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, on his assistant coach. The yeah. And then they told him Jason Kidd was, had to be on there, too. So, they tried to pick his assistant coaches. And from what I'm reading, they were cool with Vogel being on there. You said Jason Kidd? Like, nah, man. He can't. Jason Kidd ain't going. Jason Kidd personality, nah, too. Yeah, Jason Kidd. I mean, I see that as a plus, though. Nah, not when you when you're a person like Tyrone Lue, you can't not have a Jason Kidd on your roster because that leaves you no stability. That's They're true. only trying to give him a three year contract. So on a three year contract, and you put Vogel and Jason Kidd on my staff, so you just put two coaches that have have had success as head coaches on my staff, and you only want to give me a three year contract. Mm-hmm. And then he, Jason Kidd, I know he, he get more, he gonna get more respect than Tyrone. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And and next year we're probably gonna be bad again. Mm-hmm. So then who's gonna get the blame for that? Even if even if they are good and they can bring in a star, if it goes bad for the first two months, who's gonna get the blame? Right. You're just a figurehead. Like it has to be a perfect situation for you not to get fired with Vogel and Jason Kidd on the staff. Got you. So got that's you. why he was like, See, I didn't know they was gonna do Vogel. I knew they was gonna do Jason Kidd, but I didn't yeah, read about nah, the Vogel. They try to they try to put both them joints on there and say, Yeah, we'll bring you on. And then so he was like, All right, well, I need a long term contract because you know the thing with coaches, if you get fired, they still pay it out. True. true. But if you gonna, they gonna let you burn a year sucking, so they, they, everybody can talk like you, like they talk about magic, and then the next year fire you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it, it wasn't worth it. I mean, I, I feel Tyrone Lue. I mean, he'd be better going to a startup franchise like Memphis or somebody like that that's rebuilding. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. I don't think Tyrone Lue can coach, but you know. I don't think he can coach either. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I've heard reports. I'm mean, not read reports that. He did command respect in, in the huddle, and if LeBron ever tried to overtalk him, he told LeBron sit his ass down. So I respect that off top because most coaches won't do that. You know what I'm saying? If your star player got something, not to say they won't let their star player talk, but I, I can definitely see LeBron trying to take over the huddle. Like, nah, we need to do this. Yeah. You know, we do that. And and you know, you got as as a as a true leader, you got to be like, yo, no, nah, I got this shit. Like, we're gonna do it my way. You know what I mean? Well, I, one thing I know is that. It, it is not looking good for the Lakers going forward, man. They they don't look like they're stable. This organization look like it's it's rattled. Adding someone like Jason Kidd yeah. to a weak front office does not seem like the move. Jason Kidd gonna fuck around, be president, bro. I'm telling you, you can't, <laughs> you can't put an alpha like Jason Kidd who literally has left what Brooklyn, the Knicks, yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee, everybody because he don't get what he want. I mean, that yeah. goes back to that whole magic. But LeBron. you got, but you got to look at it like this though, man. He did a lot. Nobody was talking about Milwaukee to Jason Kidd left, bro. And then the, the, another report that I read is that the reason why they insisted on putting Jason Kidd on there and only signing Tyrone Lue to a three-year contract is because of Giannis. You know, Giannis and Jason Kidd got a really good relationship, yep. so they wanted it to be set where Jason Kidd could possibly be the head coach and already be an organization. And so when Giannis, become, when, Giannis, yeah. when Giannis becomes a free agent, boom, you say, hey, we can come here, because Giannis was really torn up about losing Jason Kidd. Yeah, he was. He was. Now, the organization ended up being right. Right, because they be gotten a lot better with Bud right, than they were right. with Jason Kidd. But they were, I mean, nah, they nah. gotten a lot better. That's that oh yeah, I'll say that they took the next step. But it's it's literally the same situation as 
having a Mark Jackson and then getting a Steve, Steve Kerr. Kerr yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? You have a Jason Kidd, then you get a Bud. Yeah. You get someone that really knows how to, you mean, Jason Kidd and Mark Jackson did the things. They gave, they showed the players fundamentals. They showed them, developed them, showed them how to play defense, put in systems defensively, and then you get a coach that really knows how to play offense, move the ball, play team ball, get everybody involved, mm-hmm. and they're aware of the pieces. That's that's a big key in the NBA. You have to know the pieces that you need to put around your team. Yeah, that's I would, true. And we talked about that. That's one of the failures of the Sixers. I don't think they realize the good pieces to put around the team. Well, no, nah, I don't. I don't think that's a failure. I think that Elton Brand has tried to be like play two K. I think he, well, yeah, he tried. To play, <laughs> he, he basically tried to do his own fantasy team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you know, let me play with this cap a little bit. And he, not that he was wrong. He just needs some tweaking to do. You know what I'm saying? He, he gave up too much. Yeah, for, right. he, he gave up too much for Tobias and Jimmy Butler. Really well, not, not, not Tobias. Tobias was cheap. But Jimmy Butler, he gave Jimmy. up way too much for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it didn't seem like there was a lot of offers for right. you to be giving up. Like, sorry, Covington, mm-hmm. and like a first yeah, or yeah. something like Maybe I don't think they get first. I think they get like a second. But still, Sark is young. Sark was too good of a fit, man. Yeah. I would have shit. I would have threw them niggas Markel folks. I mean, man, they got a, saying, like, they got they got a first for Markel from Orlando. But I think I would have just threw Markel. I would do Markel folks because like they got they got Derrick Rose who you know got plastic knees, and then they got uh well Tyrus Jones. But if I mean, Mar- 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 I mean, Markel slide right in there, starting point guard. But that's what I'm saying. If you would have threw Minnesota Markel Folks, but at that point in time, they were still trying to get peak value for Markel Folks. Right. Feel like he got talent, blah blah blah. The shoulder shit really fucked it up. But if if you can, if you think if they would have threw Markel Folks to Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then try to get Tyus Jones back for mm-hmm. Teague, yeah, and you put one of them with Ben Simmons now, the way they play defense, run and can shoot the open three, right. that would have been a better fit. Because both those players are upgrade over T.J. McConnell. Even though T.J. McConnell's good, he can't yeah. get his own shot all the time. No, he can't get his own shot. And, and that's what that's what you really need. You need someone that you can. Because Ben Simmons is a weird person. He's either playing point guard or he's playing like power forward. Right. <laughs> I don't think you've ever seen that combination in history. You're either a point guard or a power forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can put Ben at power forward right beside uh, MB, then throw Jimmy B. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Tobias Harris at the three, and then right. you put. Tyus or somebody like that at point guard, somebody that can run, really run the offense, play defense, yeah. and knock down a shot. So, so basically, you saying Magic just in his feelings? Basically, I'm saying Magic said I'm too rich for to be dealing with you people. You know what I'm saying? I make more money on my part time job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, ain't, I don't love this shit. I told him that when I stop having fun, I'm not gonna be here. Yo, no when more. he said that, I was like, bro, I was like, well, shit, nigga, you shouldn't even take the job. You, <laughs> you knew it wasn't gonna. You be know it wasn't gonna be fun, bro. Well, no, you you know what Magic was thinking? Magic was like, yeah, man. He was like, you know, I get the recruit, I get to go, you know, take these. Players out to lunch, you know, chill with them, you know well, what I'm saying? That's all you want to do. Magic trying to kick it. That's Magic all is a sense. Every time he quit a job, he quit with the worst excuse. I mean, even when he, like, he was a coach. But the good thing about Magic is Magic will quit a job, and then he'll lie at first. But then he's just a real dude. So eventually his his feelings and emotions come out. Like, yep. man, I just can't do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I remember when he was a coach, he was like, man, I just don't understand. They don't play hard. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a totally different yeah. uh, generation, man. It, it just frustrates him that he doesn't understand. He's so used to being in power. He's so used to being the guy that everyone loves, everyone looks up to. Right, I don't right, think right. he can even handle someone backstabbing or talking behind his back because, you know, I'm magic. He's yeah. so used to the love. He's so used to the respect. Whenever he doesn't get that, I don't think he can handle it. It's not a bad thing. I mean, no, he's, no, he's, not su- bad, man. he's successful. I wouldn't want to be in a toxic organization like that. Well, no, Polinka was just like, yo, 
I, he wanted to be president. That's I mean that's all it boiled down to. He was like, I mean, yeah, he's a snake, man. Yeah, I, sh- I, sh- I should have been president. But it, what he fucked up is Magic gone now, and he still ain't president. But I don't know. I, I need to look this up because I don't know how many like successful other people, like other people, he's represented besides Kobe. I don't know either. I don't. I mean, I. I but I, I mean, I heard a lot. I heard about him. I heard a lot about him stealing players, yeah. but I don't know who they were. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, I mean, he's definitely a snake. I I don't believe that you can be successful with a snake in your organization. Right. And I, I haven't heard of a lot of. I've heard of a lot of agents turning to GMs, but I never heard a lot of agents going to president. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's a that's a that's a huge step. But I think actually, I think the um the president or the bas- president of basketball operations at uh Golden State, he he was an agent. Oh, okay. So the, everybody. Yeah, but trying, he was also a successful GM, though. Yeah, but that's the problem. Everybody's trying to skip a step. Oh, even gotcha. before he, even before he got there, he, I mean, his tutelage was under Jerry West. That's a whole different thing. I yeah. mean, you can be an agent, come in, do whatever they need you to do. Even an assistant GM, even an assistant to the president, yeah. whatever you are, you can be an intern there. If you're your tutelage is under Jerry West, you're getting like top notch game. You can't just Jerry West Savage, boy. You just can't come off the street and be like, I was an agent too. Like yeah. that doesn't matter. That don't so, matter, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I got you. In, um the the Utah Utah GM, he was an agent too. Okay, and he was an agent okay. like recently, like what? two okay. years ago. But he's a GM. Though. Yeah, but I think he had like a, a lot of high pro- profile clients. Rob Palenka is really only known for Kobe. You know, but what that's mean? what I'm saying. I don't yeah. know other people. That Kobe's represented, you know. So basically, Kobe called in the favors. Like Kobe was like, and I and I think it was this the pro. That's the problem with the Lakers, though. I think the whole thing with the Lakers is always trying to find other Lakers to, to like do, yeah, do yeah. things instead of looking outside of the Lakers organization. I mean, you know, just because you play for the Lakers, they only want other Lakers in that organization. Right. At one time, they said there's only three people that can run the Lakers, right. and you have to have some type of affiliation with the Lakers to do it. It should you can't run your organization like that. Maybe back in the '90s where you could just overpay people to come. Mm-hmm. Now that's not the case. You have to have smart people. You have to have people that can go out there and scout. You have to have people that know the salary cap. Bro, I read a story that said Magic Johnson didn't even know the salary cap. He was like, man, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. You know, we'll, we'll figure this out. Yeah, yeah, it, could, yeah. it couldn't be that complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey bro, how much you want? Man, we be, we, yeah. we be able to do that uh, shit. I'll pay you on the side. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you can't, you got to have smart people in there. And that's the Lakers, I believe, when that, when Rob Palenka was first put on staff, it was a, the first connection they made was to Kobe to say, hey, maybe he can get Kobe to come be the GM next. So maybe, well, he's he has con- connections with Kobe. So maybe, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. only reason Palinka got in there, in my opinion, is because his link to Kobe and maybe Kobe. If Kobe wanted to be the GM, I feel like Kobe could be the GM right now. Yeah, for sure. But like, I don't think Kobe wanted it. No, I don't think Kobe wants it either. But if Kobe wanted to be the GM, I feel like Kobe could be the GM. I think Easy. Kobe could make a call right now and say, hey, I want to be the GM. Yeah. I don't think they got one, but if they did, he's fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and that's that's anywhere, you know. What I'm saying? Well, maybe not Charlotte though, because Mike ain't fucking around. Oh no, Mike, Mike fuck with uh, Kobe. I mean, I don't know if he fuck with him like that nah, though. He do, he, he, do? He, he That's like a mirror image of him. He ain't fucking with LeBron, but Kobe, yeah, yeah he fuck with Kobe. Yeah, you. Well, and, and, Mike definitely a take. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mike, Mike over there got a cigar in his mouth playing golf. You know, <laughs> he's like, look, man, I need somebody to run this shit while I'm yeah. doing. Hey, man, I can't be in the office every day, man. I got gambling to do. You know, what he, what and, you know what? That's magic problem. Magic trying to be like Mike. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. But, but Mike, Mike, a owner, Mike, an owner though. That's magic, what I'm saying. I, magic could on the team. It was a after that stuff hit. 
you know, he, he likes Jenny, so he didn't want to disrespect Jenny. Even though he threw slight shots at her with yeah. the brothers, mm-hmm. he started talking about the brothers, like they think they should be big. You know, he yeah. threw some shots at the family. But he that sly little comment, hey, if Jenny was thinking about selling, I'll put together a group. I think I think quietly Magic wants to buy. Like, he wants full, total control. I don't think like he does, this. though. I think he wants to do the same situation that he does with the... With the uh, Dodgers. Nah, nah, nah. If this is basketball, he's taking he's taking majority control. Okay. Right, he's right. taking majority. You can't. He was, he was like, man, Mike got it, man. He in the box, yeah, chilling, yeah. You know, every 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 chance they get, they they shooting the camera on him. I want that. Yeah, Mike down on the court slapping niggas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how how's niggas in practice? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You, oh, you thought you thought you could play? Yeah, nigga tough. He down there one on one dunking on him. <laughs> How you 55 dunking on NBA players, bro? Giving little monk buckets. You know what I'm saying? Look, Mike said, look, anybody want to challenge, I'm taking you. So how long do you think it's going to take for the Lakers to recover? You think the Lakers can recover in the offseason? Man, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I don't think nobody wants to come to the Lakers. And I'm not with the theory that people don't want to play with LeBron, but if you look at what's going on with you know, Brandon Ingram in the blood condition, they don't know, you know, how extensive that is. Uh, with Lonzo Ball, you know, it doesn't seem to be a huge market for him. Everybody wants Kuzma, but then who you going to pair him up with? You know what I mean? Well, well I'm, I'm hearing that Lonzo Ball might get traded to the Bulls for just a top seven pick. So, okay. I mean, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean either because you, you're like doing it. you're doing the same shit you've done the past two years. You yeah, know because what I mean, if you put what what's gonna happen if you send Lonzo Ball somewhere, Lonzo Ball is gonna really show his talent. You're gonna yeah. look stupid like D'Angelo Russell because just like D'Angelo Russell, Lonzo Ball showed that he can play. He can play. He yeah. can play. He he he. Man, when he was there, he was a big reason why that team. His energy is infectious. The problem is he don't get to handle the ball like he did before. Nah, and and, and you won't with LeBron there. So that's that's gonna be at least. Two more years with LeBron handling the rock. You know what I mean? So, I, I get why they would do it, but I don't see why they – I mean, bring him off the bench and let him run the offense while LeBron resting or, you know, you know <laughs> yeah, I mean like – LeBron ain't going for that. What's LeBron going to do, man? LeVar, you know what LeBron – LeBron will make that a – Hey, bro. Hey, and that organization week now, and you lost Magic. You think you think Lavar's gonna sit back chilling? Man, he ain't said nothing since LeBron came to town. Hey, not bro. yet. He ain't said nothing since LeBron came hey, to town. Hey, when the king get weak, though, you know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. I I mean I don't I think the Anthony Davis thing is dead uh, for the moment. For the moment, you know what I'm saying? And I and like we talked about previous weeks, you know Danny Ainge ain't no punk, so you know he gonna get that Boston organization back up. Either keeping Kawhi, I mean uh, keeping Kyrie or not. He gonna find a way to get a big. He gonna find a way to get a big player to come there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they got their sights on Anthony Davis, and they got the young talent. You know what I'm saying to do it. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see him doing very much. I don't see. I don't see this year being too much different than next year because everybody talks about. Everybody talks about you know how they started out hot and you know they was you know fourth in the in the West and everything like that. That's all great and everything. But what happened when LeBron came back from injury? You know what I'm saying? Like. Y'all should have picked up right where y'all left off, but it seemed not to happen. So. Yeah, well, they had already alienated the players and made them feel worthless. That wasn't the biggest key, though, was just that they, that team was built terribly. I mean, they came nah, back. it was, it was. They came back and everybody else had already hit their stride. Yeah, and, and not only that, you know, well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you on the, you know, they made them feel worthless. You know, they just, with those young players, man, that they got egos, bro, and, and you know, they got all light skinned niggas, so they soft anyway. So, oh, <laughs> so you know, what I'm saying, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they got under LeBron. They got a, they got seventeen light skinned brothers. You know what I'm saying? It's funny because uh, after after that Houston series, 
um, Draymond Green came out and he was talking about Clay mm-hmm. and Curry and was like, you know, they always say that they soft. They always say that uh, because they light skin, yeah. they soft, they can't hit no shots. He was like, but name a big game where they ain't showed up and bust niggas ass. Yeah. He was like, so you can keep calling them light skin. So basically, he's saying light skin the narrative don't apply to everybody. You know, it don't apply to everybody. Man, you know what I'm I mean, know, he's saying that this light skin thing, that's a dark skin brother taking up for, <laughs> for his light skin partners, man. That, but, he, but he can't because he's the darkest of the darkest. Yeah, though. yeah <laughs> right. You're right. He's, the, he's still the enforcer out there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, speaking of enforcers, though, you see that Wilder fight this week? Man, I mean that 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 hundred nine seconds. Man, Wilder, I, I don't like Wilder. You don't like Wilder? I don't like Wilder. I don't like. You like Anthony Joshua fan? I mean, I like Anthony Joshua better. Like I'm a like I'm a boxing like purist. Okay. I like people that box. So even when you talk about somebody like Tyson, yeah, Tyson knocked niggas out, but Tyson was technical. Like the way he knocked people out was the same way Joe Frazier did. You know, yeah. get inside, hit the body, undercut, throw yeah. the right hook. You know what I'm saying? That's still technical. I think Wilder doesn't have any. Type of technical like skills when he's fighting. Now he 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 a brawler for he's real. He's a brawl. He just throws wild punches. He doesn't. One thing I always say, he don't know how how to punch. Yeah. And that's kind of what I used to talk about when people would fight forward. It'd be like, oh, Canelo's gonna do this. Oh, somebody gonna do this. You can't hit good boxers unless you know how to punch. True. And I don't think Wilder had a punch. Yeah, it looks good. It looks flashy. He knocked dude out. Who's dude? Nobody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, anybody... he went seven rounds with Anthony Joshua. Okay, cool. But did anybody know him before then? Nah, he up and coming. Yeah, man. So that's why, like, it's just like. But dude, I mean, you can't. But you can't say that though, because Wilder done knocked out notable, notable heavyweights. Who? Klitschko. Klitschko he, soft, man. Klitschko soft. Well, he was at the, he was at the top for like yeah, five years. He's soft. All right, but when um Lennox had the length on him, he almost made him quit. Lennox, he's Klitschko's always been soft. Yeah. Like Klitschko, but he, was, I mean, he hit hard, but I, I guess yeah, he, but Klitschko, he can't take a hit. Yeah, he can't. Klitschko, okay, Klitschko was beating Lennox Lewis. Right. He was beating Lennox Lewis for like seven rounds. But Lennox Lewis was jabbing his ass right in the face. Mm-hmm. And he quit mid-fight on HBO. He wasn't even supposed to be in the fight. He was winning the fight for like seven or eight rounds. And he quit. I ain't, I ain't never respected Lennox Klitschko. I just think when he dominated, when both the brothers dominated, it was during the weakest time I mean, in heavyweight, heavyweight class I mean, heavy, ever. Heavyweight was weak for a while. <laughs> it, was, it, was it was the softest class ever. The last great heavyweight before Klitschko was Lennox Lewis. Yeah. And Klitschko was very talented. He was he could, he could had the skill set to be in there with Lennox. But Lennox hit hard with that jab. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tyson he, found that yeah, out. Yeah, he quit. Yeah. And ever since then, I ain't never fucked with Klitschko. He had a run. He had one of the bigger runs in boxing. But it was like the softest time in boxing. It's like when Larry Holmes dominated. Anybody respect <laughs> the Larry Holmes era? Well, no, because Muhammad Ali knocked him out twice. Nah, not Larry Holmes. Larry, no. Nah, he almost killed Muhammad Ali. Larry Holmes. He <laughs> beat Larry Holmes, though. No, Muhammad Ali didn't beat Larry Holmes. I got to look that. I'm nah, a, I don't know. I'm, talk, I'm thinking about Foreman, my bad. Yeah, Y'all Foreman. Foreman nah, yeah. Larry Holmes almost killed my mom. He was 47 years old. His uh, <laughs> Parkinson's kicked in. He's 87 years old yeah, trying to fight. 87 and a half years old. He was already full of Parkinson's. Man, that's that's just sad. You gotta watch that Muhammad Ali doc, man. It, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Man. I didn't write it. One thing I don't want to get too far in because I know you ain't really watching it. One thing that I didn't know is that how many fights he had. Like, even after the Larry Holmes fight. Mm-hmm. Like, the one thing that was crazy about Ali, you know, in the movie with Will Smith, they talked about that his money was low, mm-hmm. so he was fighting, like, for the nation and stuff. But he was donating tons of money nation, to, like, yeah. places and, like, you know, millions. But Ali fought, like, crazy. Like, we, we even today's time, the way Ali was fighting, like, he was having, like, five fights in, like, 12 months. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one time this dude had like like eight fights and then like Joe Lewis and him had like two fights and he would be bragging about yeah. that. He just he had so many fights, it's like he was trying to make up for those years that he missed. Yeah. So even when he was like losing, because he was trying to fight, you know, and he had struggled against Ken Norton and stuff, but he was just fighting so many fights and then he 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 tried to retire so many times. Like he'd be like, "That's my last fight. I'm not fighting right. anymore." And then they would need something else. Then he would come back and fight again for no reason. Yeah. He'd be like, "Well, this is gonna be my last fight." He retired like five times, but still yeah. ended up fighting. So who do you, so who do you think? Uh, so you <clears throat> are you patiently waiting for this Wilder Joshua fight? And I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, I don't. I think Joshua's gonna win. You think so? Yeah. What what was uh old boy Goofy boy White boy that uh Wilder fought? Oh, uh, uh, man, I can't remember. Tyson Fury. Yeah, Fury. Yeah. Like, when everybody was saying that, you know, Wilder got cheated for fighting Fury, I didn't think that was correct. No, no, I, I mean, I respected the draw. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, he got two clean shots of knocking him down. Yeah. I think he was losing the fight before that, but especially with the 12th round. Which, I mean, I saw, I mean, any other fight, I think they would have called it. Yeah. I you mean, know what I'm saying? But I've seen that happen, though, before. That's like the worst when yeah. the dude been winning the whole fight, fight and, then, and then he gets knocked down. I mean, not, I mean, just, he called him with a two-piece and knocked him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, caught him with the straight and caught him with the hook on the way down. Hey, like, but my guy was tired. He was giving his all. So I think he was always going to get up. Yeah, But yeah. he was just going, I'm going to take my whole eight seconds. Yeah, Why yeah. not? You know you got to survive the rest. Yeah. Why are you jumping up quick? So yeah. that's just a smart veteran move because... You're going to have to take the... You know he's coming after you when you yep. get up. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. He better recover. So, bro. yeah, I mean, I, I respected the draw on that one. I mean, Ty, uh, Wilder was definitely down the whole fight. It got him in a 10, got him in a 12, so that got that got him back right. So, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at that. I don't think Tyson Fury won the fight after getting knocked down two times. Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, I watched the, I watched the punch from a bunch of different angles. For some reason, it didn't just look super brutal. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. Somebody might say this dude might have threw the fight. Right. <laughs> I mean, because every angle I see, he get hit, but it's not like crazy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, but you know what, though? He caught him with the big right hand, like, you know, probably a minute before that. Okay, so you know I, didn't, I didn't see the whole fight. Yeah, I, if, if you go back, even on the ESPN clip, it'll show you. He got caught with the big right hand, and then, like, 30 seconds later, he caught him with another right hand. Okay. So, so he might have been just dazed from that first one. Yeah. And that second one was just the icing on the cake. You know what I mean? the second one I kept seeing over and over, I was like, man, he, he caught him, but it wasn't I mean, he, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But now the first one. He I caught mean, Wilder way, I mean, he caught Fury way worse than he caught Oh, no, no, for sure. For sure. Look, <laughs> and maybe old boy just got a weak jaw, though. Yeah. I'm just glad to see that, um, I'm just glad to see the heavyweights, you know, back in the division. I mean, nothing against these small brothers out here, but I get tired of seeing Pacquiao and, you know, Canelo, you know, they all 135 pounds. And they ain't hitting, I mean, they hitting for power for them. You know what I'm saying? But they brought, they knockouts ain't brutal, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just mean, heavyweight, I mean, you take away the 70s, 80s. I mean, even during the Tyson era, the heavyweight really ain't been popping since, like, Tyson and yeah. Holyfield. So I would say the 90s would be the last of the great heavyweights. Yeah. Um, sure. But I don't know if we ever get, you know, a, a great class of heavyweights anymore. And it's, it goes back to what I say about football. I mean, one time, boxing was America's sport. It was the most popular sport ever. All your greatest athletes was going to box, and everybody wanted to be a boxer. And then people started getting killed. You know, you had the brain injuries, blah, blah, blah. Right. And people moved on. So I think NFL really need to be careful, because as of right now, that's where all your boxers are going. Your boxers are going to be tight ends. You know what yeah, I mean? No, true, NFL, defensive linemen. Because Dominique Brazil, he was... Uh... 
I don't want to say he was a basketball. Was he a basketball player? I'm not sure. He might have been a football player. He was a, he was a some professional athlete, but he got cut, and then some trainer talked him into doing didn't, boxing. Didn't Wilder play in Michigan State? Michigan State or something? I, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, but I mean that's where all your 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 elite heavyweights. That's where they're going. They're going to other sports. I'm a I'm a big. I've always been a big middleweight, mm-hmm. light heavyweight fan. I like the right. speed of the hands. Knockouts are cool, but I like. Longer fights, just seeing the art of the boxing. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I mean, I just, re- I just respect Wilder, bro, because he, he fighting them like two fifteen, yeah. and, and he knocking out niggas at two sixty. You know what I'm saying? That's, he, that's he, all I'm he saying. Crazy. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like, I, I mean, that's you can't say nothing else about that, bro. I mean, you know, old boy was two fifty five when he weighed Wilder was like two eighteen. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I, the boy got power. You know, nah, he's he, he's all pure power. My thing is, is is not. It has nothing to do with like Wilder. I think Wilder would be great. It's kind of the same way as you would say somebody like Rondo. Like, man, why don't never work on his jump shot? Yeah. You know what I mean? Some players that are super great, but then they never work on that other thing that can make them great. And that's what like a difference between Ali. Ali had pure power and speed, but then he worked on his artwork. And then when yeah. he get beat, he'd go back and change it. So <clears throat> if Wilder just works on boxing mm-hmm. and setting up his punches, like he's horrible at setting up his punches. Right, right. But if he could actually just box and set up his punches and dip and do all that, he would be great. And I, I have a problem with people just surviving off of pure talent. Well, I mean, in his defense, though, he did start late, though. You know what I mean? It's not like he's been boxing. Like, like a Mayweather been boxing since he was 13. It's What's not the case. You know, so, sometimes it's better just to be like, all right, let's just focus on what you're really good at. Yeah, and, but, I mean, he's been boxing for, what, over 10, 15 well, years? 10 years now, yeah. So, at what point? I mean, it, it's the point that he doesn't have anybody that can match his power, so he's like, why should I? Yeah, you true. know what I mean? But now, okay, you fought a Fury. Yeah. You know, Fury showed you. That he's the, a boxer, yeah. Yeah, but that's the problem with when you don't have elite competition in that class. You got people just settle for whatever they're good at. That'll, that's good enough to win. I don't respect that. Like, yes, he's a knockout force, but I don't feel like he's really developing his boxing skills because the division is so light. Now, hopefully Joshua or some other young dudes yeah. will come up and make him do that. But why do you have to wait till it's too late? Just develop your craft. I think young kids and the, this generation, people don't focus on just developing their craft nah. to be better. You know, hey, you know and the good thing you said that uh, we were talking about Steph Curry earlier, like his dad wouldn't let. Steph's dad wouldn't let him play AAU basketball because they don't work on yeah. fundamentals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like... You get bad habits. Yeah, you get bad <laughs> habits. So, I was thinking, like, bro, that's probably why people were sleeping on Steph because they really didn't see him. They really didn't, You know, sometimes, yeah. you know, when you see, like, good players like, you know, like LeBron, so like that, they play AAU since, like, 12. You know what yeah, I mean? but in the defense, we got to have some context of that. Nigga didn't need AAU when your daddy's playing in the NBA. I mean, You're working mean? with NBA coaches. I mean... You the, work with NBA trainers. Yeah, NBA what how, how come Seth ain't that good? Hey, Seth's straight. I mean, I ain't saying he terrible. I ain't saying he bad. I'm just saying, hey, like... All the kids don't get the genes. They don't get the genes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some, some, hey, I respect Steph because I... I mean, I respect Seth because I don't think he's as talented, but he work, had to work hard. He you know had to work hard. Yeah. Coming out of Duke, my man couldn't even dribble. <laughs> that, you know, that's crazy to dribble. me. Like, I mean, I know it's probably because of Steph Curry that he went to Duke. Yeah. But I was like, how how do you pass up on this man right here, the All-Star? Bro, he was at Liberty. So after Steph popped and beat, yeah. beat I think they beat Duke they in beat the Duke tournament. In the tournament yeah. So that year after he beat Duke in the tournament, you know, Coach K got the mind. Like, yeah. You know what? That little brother, brother down there at Liberty, maybe he can hoop. You know what I'm saying? Throw him a scholarship <laughs> and see if I can get him. Which he couldn't even. He, he didn't even go watch him play. He's nah, like, hey, like, nah, man. Hey, signing you right hey, now. Hey, his brother. Hey, if his sister down there too, she can hoop. Send her. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Send a ball. We just go see what we can do. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I, I want to see this. Uh, this Joshua fight and Wilder. I think Joshua is a little. Uh, 
I think Joshua fucked up. And the reason why I say that is because, like, when he came in, he dominated. Joshua did, yeah. right? See, Wilder had to work for everything he got. So that's why he was fighting anybody for how much ever money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, was saying he was taking pennies on the dollar to fight some of these big yeah. names. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, so when they were supposed to do the first fight, the ball was in Joshua's court, but he decided to go fight somebody else. And then Wilder knocked out Klitschko and uh, Ortiz yeah. and somebody else who people didn't want to fight. So he lost his momentum. So now he's trying to negotiate, talking about you want to do it in his country, stuff like that. And that's not the case no more because Wilder, not only is he a champ, you know, he the home favorite now. Yeah, you know bigger, what I'm saying? He had a bigger draw. He a bigger draw. So now, you know, Joshua's going to have to... You know, he don't have to break down and either fight in America or, you know, everybody going to be like, bro, you scared. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's coming to the point where he's going to have to fight him, though. Because, I mean, you ain't going to get the respect. Like, what other fight are you taking? Right. Uh, what Joshua's supposed to fight, period. Well, no, like, Joshua's whole thing was is that Wilder should have fought him instead of Fury. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Wilder was like, yo, I didn't hit this dude up like five, six times. I got you. Trying to do a fight. And he thought, I'm not going to sit around and wait on him. So if he won't take the fight, I'm, I'm getting paid fighting somebody else. You know, And, and Fury was a contender. It wasn't yeah. like he was just off the couch. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, I just, I just think that – I think Joshua poses a lot of challenges for Fury. I mean, for uh, Wilder. Wilder. And it's just the fact that he, he's more technical. So Wilder's really going to have to work on those skills. Because the thing, the thing about Fury is Fury is a defensive fighter, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really attack. Right, right, right. But Joshua, he can be a defensive fighter, but he can attack and, and hit he counter, you. Yeah. He can counter. So off those is dodging the punches, and he ain't just gonna be, you know, dodging the punches, you know, the gimmicks and making you look silly or right. just hitting you with that soft jab. He gonna come back with something. Yeah. Well, uh, Fury didn't have no power. Nah, he didn't. No power. And you know, there's some, there's been some people that gave, you know, Wilder some trouble. He he's overcoming, you know, yeah. knocked him out. But he's just so dependent on power. I just feel like when you get somebody. That can take his punches mm-hmm. or make him miss mm-hmm. and then counter, he's going to be in trouble. Okay. The problem with fighting a Wilder is he's always in threat. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I, mean, I was going to say that 12, too. It could be the 15th round. No, I've, never seen, I've never seen a heavyweight like as good a shape as Wilder is, bro. Because yeah. you see some heavyweights like. If they get past like the eighth round, yeah. they done. Nah. Wilder's like, nah, bro. I'm nah, giving you the same energy I had in the first round. You know, nah, what that power is always there. He's he's literally if you get, make it to the twelfth, then you're in survival. Because if he has nothing to lose and he's just swinging, then yeah, and he and, and as you can see, he done <laughs> caught he done caught more than what five people in the twelfth yeah, round on knockout, man. So that would be the thing is it doesn't matter. How, how much you dominate that fight. Because yeah. at some point, you're going to get in survival mode. And there's not a lot of heavyweights that can survive. Nah, and that's yeah. a, so, I mean, I can hate on all I want. I can say this, that, and the other. But pure power. You know what I'm saying? Pure power wins you every time. Okay, sometimes Mike was like, fuck, fuck uh, the technical shit. Let me just knock this nigga out real quick. Shit, I was like, go back to Ali document, man. Yeah. George Foreman was lifting niggas off their feet. Man. Like, on a, like, like literally lifting dudes. If yeah. I would have seen that dude back then... Yeah, like before he was making grills, bro, <laughs> bro, my man was literally hitting Frazier and Frazier's going off of two feet, man. man. So it was it's wild. Man. I don't know it's how wild. Ali survived that rope dope. Yeah, that rope dope was crazy. But I mean, it made sense if you're. It's like that's why I say some people can play, some people can coach, and there's that very few that mm-hmm. can do both. Yeah, and if you can do both. It's dangerous. And I'm just saying, like, taking that punishment, though. Like, he, he didn't really take nothing, though. If you go back and look at the fight and you look at the clip, he didn't really take a lot of punishment. And that's that's a, that's different because um, Foreman was a headhunter. Mm-hmm. 
And because he was a headhunter, he could hit you in your body. But what Ali did was he knew that the body shots was coming. Mm -hmm. So he really trained on taking the shots to his body and covered. And that's why the rope-a-dope leaning back, dodging the head punch. You don't want to get hit in the head. So if you can survive the body punches, that's what he did. So he took the body shit and built up his body. And Mm -hmm. then when the head shot come, that's why he needed the ropes. Because, you know what I'm saying, if you look at all that, he was Ali was really vulnerable to the left hook. Yeah, yeah, so nah, he, he was. He so was. he really needed those ropes to really get his lean down. Yeah, yeah I So got it you. actually helped him because that's how he got knocked down and caught a lot of times was by that left hook. But by using the ropes, Foreman really couldn't get the reach because the ropes let him lean back. So he could take the body shit. It's yeah, good. and Foreman was short too. So yeah, yeah so, so he used the ropes to take the lean on the left hook so he couldn't get hit in the head and then just ate those body shots. Oh, man. <laughs> technical, man, technical. Let's but, get into a little hip-hop shit. Yeah, hop. Man, you see that Wu Tang documentary? Man, that shit was beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. I was man. I was, when I seen that when I seen it going to the Sundance, I was like, bro, I can't wait for that to come out. Yeah, man. Uh, I like the fact that they released it all on demand. I mean, they're releasing it week by week, but if you don't know, it's all on demand on the Showtime. Yeah, man. you can watch all four. I like to watch all my documentaries like that. I don't like to watch week to week to week because then I got to remember shit. that I like to watch it go streamline. I will say about episode two. It starts slowing down for me, and I was like, man, I don't know. Then they brought in the boy Divine. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I gotta watch that. Yo, so Kai got a Divine, yeah. boy. Hey, what happened to his eye? I don't know what happened to his eye. You noticed that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. And one eye was looking all the way yeah. over here. Yeah. Yeah, one, when he was younger, his eye was straight. Yeah, straight. I don't know. Maybe somebody knocked his eye. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. But I didn't, you know, I, I hate to see that. And it's not, it's not even a black group, so I ain't gonna make it a black or white thing. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I hate the fact that. Every time you get a group of people that's like really successful, the money impacts mm-hmm. the business. But I, I feel like watching this Wu Tang thing, either they were missing some things, because I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand I can, the disagreement. I, I watched it right, and you know what got him? Because Method Man said it in in episode two. He was like, "Bro, he was like, we stopped being a group, and we started being a we started being a whole bunch of solo artists, yeah. trying to portray a group." And he was like, it was people's inner circle that was getting to him. So what I what I truly feel like, it was the labels that was in their ear, not, not no, not, I mean, because I don't because you know anything nobody really complained about not getting paid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, other than Capadonna saying that you know he had to kind of Capadonna had the illest. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah, he, he even though that he had to press for that fifty grand. All he did was had to call Rizzo. Rizzo was like, "Yo, pay him his money." You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I, even even in that instance, I understand what Devon was saying. Devon said, like, the dude was mad because he didn't get his bonus, right? But he was like, "Shoot, when the dude got out of prison, I gave him 250 up front, right? You right. know, for him to do his thing. Then he did his album. Right. Then when he called about the bonus, all I said to him is the reason why you didn't get it is because you shipped gold, but you hadn't registered gold, right, right, right. And then the dude got so mad, but he's like, I still paid him, yeah, like, yeah. And 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 that's what I say. It was his. It was their inner circle because if you look at it like this, Method Man was the first one to blow up, right? Yeah. Then it was Jizzle. You know, Jesse didn't really give a fuck. He was like, because he even told Rizzo, he was like, bro, we don't need no contract, man. We family, yeah, man. Cut, yeah, yeah he was like, we cut. family, bro. As long as you keep your word, I keep mine, we straight. And that's how it should have been. I get tired of saying, like, I get tired of seeing people say, now, nah, you know, fuck family is business. No, nah, bro, like, look, if you, if you family, you know what I'm saying, you should ride with that family regardless. Families have good times and bad times. They have ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that we can't figure out. You know what I mean? 
But that 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 was part of the problem is that they viewed each other as family, and this is why people say business and family separate mm-hmm. because I feel like the whole the whole disagreement was because they felt like they were family, mm-hmm. and you should be doing this for me on GP. Well, like, yeah, cause, but cause but RZA we, did do that though. No, no, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about what they said to Devon. Uh, shit. Uh, Ghostface told him. He said he he told him. Devon said. If I go out and get something for you guys and they pay us a thousand, then I'm giving you eight hundred. And the dude said, or maybe he said a million, yeah, yeah. and then I'm a you get eight hundred thousand. And he was like, nah, man, I should get my whole meal. Well, that's not even business. You're doing that because that's your homeboy. You feeling like he plugged right. you and hooked you up, so you don't have to pay him. But then you will leave him and then go to another manager that's gonna take a percentage. You're not getting anyway. Anything from, anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. That's a family thing. It's feeling like, oh, this is my family. Why is he taking something from me? And that's just business. Why do you want to go pay that to somebody else when you can pay it to the people that help you get in? Because he. I mean, he ain't saying it, but he obviously funded it with drug money. Right, right, He was right. the one grinding. Oh, yeah, he, he was grinding. Uh, the other two dudes, I forgot what their names was. They was grinding, too. Yeah. Dude, but that's what I'm saying, bro. It was, it's their labels, man. It was like, their labels and their new managers was like, man, he, he's withholding cash. He's withholding but, cash. But, but what they shouldn't have had new managers. They went not exactly because they thought they were getting screwed. But, but that's what I'm saying, though. They let the new manager talk about they're getting screwed, but all the new manager wants to do is get that, get that fee that they ain't getting. They like, oh man, he he t- tax you for twenty percent. Well, guess what? When you sign with this new manager, you gotta pay him ten. Yeah. And then you gotta pay uh your lawyers ten. When when RZA already had that all up underneath the belt and was like, look, bro, we are gonna take care of all that and just pay y'all. That's that's what I say. I don't think that they had a full grasp of business. And then at the time they're arguing, they're the one that fucked up the tour. Yeah. So. So what RZA, what I feel like RZA and Devon, and I could be completely wrong. Uh, this is just based off what I saw. Yeah. RZA got them a deal as a group. So yeah. that that's one. So you're you're basically gonna be signed a two label. You're mm-hmm. under a group deal, mm-hmm. which you get percentages off of. Yeah. Then they signed you instead of being because most times you sign under a group, that label got your rights and you may not yeah. even get an album. Right. So in order to to fix that. He got them all individual deals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and the right to go shop. They and did. the right to go yeah. shop their deals. That, and that was and like and like old boy said that was unheard of back in the day. Yes, and then they were Wu Tang management, and so what happens is you get mad because Reza and Devon had a plan. Yes, they are making money off of you, but it's not like they're they're using you. They were acting like they were using them. No, no, no they're smart enough to yeah, we're gonna make you profitable. We're gonna profit off of you too. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna manage. We know all the other aspects because they've already they had already been in the game. Yeah, they're smart enough to know all the aspects that these people are gonna have to get. But you keep them because obviously they had your best interest in mind. When them niggas didn't have no clue about doing a Rage of the Machines tour. Right. They're putting them on. That's more money. More they're money. getting you gigs outside. That's what labels are doing now with 360 deals yeah. and people aren't getting a percentage. You're getting a higher percentage and they're making sure that you're relevant, making sure that the sales are up, making mm-hmm. sure. And then the, the craziest part of the whole thing is when everybody requested off of the label, mm-hmm. you still come to RZA for your beats. Exactly. You still come to RZA to produce your album. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It was like, y'all left, but y'all ain't yeah, you. I can't manage you. I can't make money off of you. I can't get you gigs. I can't do anything. But when you come to music, you still want your own label deal. Right. You want your own managers. You right. want all this other stuff. But then you want me to still do the exact same right. thing I was doing. And and he wouldn't even try. And, and, like, and RZA could have been an asshole and been like, you know what? Because y'all want to go off and do your own thing. I'm going to treat y'all like anybody else off yeah. the street who wants a beat. Y'all pay me ten thousand, fifteen thousand for this beat. 
Rizzo was like, nah, we family, yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and do what I've been doing. And, and ain't even thinking that, yeah, y'all are getting other managers because y'all don't like the percentage, but what about these beats I'm getting right. y'all? Exactly. <laughs> Rizzo was, man, Rizzo was putting them on top, boy. Yeah. Like, and so, I mean, I feel divine, divine. Like, why are we giving away $40 million? Yeah, bro. And, 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 what, and what they fail to realize, too, and ODB said it before he died. He was like, bro, we should have been at $100 million. Yeah, you should have been at $100 million if y'all would have stayed together. No, but ODB, he had a bad logic. Because if you listen to ODB, you know, talk, then that makes sense until he starts to talk. And I understand why RZA didn't want to let ODB off. Nigga, he wrote ODB's rhymes. Yeah. He did his beats. He produced. Like, pretty much, ODB was RZA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? RZA did everything. So why would I let you get off my label right. to go to The Rock just so you can come back and I can write your records, and you produce say, your and records, you and do everything just so you can be on The Rock? And you're not going to have as much money because the people that don't write their own stuff, people that don't produce their own stuff, right. they make less. All you are is a performer. That's why singers don't make a lot of money. Well, no, I, I'm not saying that ODB's logic was right. I'm just saying, like, the money aspect should have should have been right. They should have been at $100 million if they would have stayed together, and then when hip hop blew up, bro, y'all would have been a part of something. Y'all would have been had a percentage of something. Instead, right now, all y'all doing, all all the money that y'all made was just money off of either Wu Tang. You really don't get those that money off that solo album because you're with another company. You know what I'm saying? But they should though. They should because no, nah, but I'm saying like, but it ain't the same as far yeah, as the yeah. percentage wise. You know what I'm saying? When you're with Wu Tang. Under Wu Tang, you're not having to pay for beats. Yeah. You're not having to do all that extra. You're not having to pay management, nothing like that. So you yeah, get a the, bigger the, check doing that. The when, features that they put right, on there. While, while, yeah, when Method Man went over to Def Jam and he got new management, everything like that, yeah, he went double platinum. But I guarantee his money was probably either the same or a little bit lower when he's with Wu Tang because even though you sold more records, you still got more people to pay. Therefore, you're not making as much money. Well, I think I think it's always about like. You you you're there, and people always think it's a business. Like we all are making, like Devon's getting this percentage. Well, Devon said he's only taking two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Like we made a million. Devon took two hundred thousand. Right. But shit, Devon can buy a yacht. You know what I'm saying? But then you don't look at the other aspects of what Devon may be doing with his money. Like when Devon's saying, "Hey, I'm giving y'all checks," and saying, "Hey, y'all come with me. Mm-hmm. Let's go buy some property." And you right. like, "Nah, I'm go buy a chain." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then four or five years down the road, Devon has all these assets. He has this money in his pocket. He can do stuff that y'all can't do. Now you're looking at it like, "Ah, oh, man, where are you getting all this money for? Right. He must be stealing money from us. Nah. Where is he stashing money at? Yeah. Why couldn't it be that he's just smarter with business yeah. than you guys are? That's never like a point. Like it's like, why do you have this? And he's like, "Man, I told y'all to come with me. I'm buying all." Probably I'm taking eighty, going by this. Yeah. Now ten years later, it ain't worth eighty no and more. That, and that's why, and that's why you see Devon making it. RZA got a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? Is because RZA took his. He for one, he's steady producing. He said, you know what I'm saying. But two, he still makes money off all of Wu Tang. Yeah, he was smart. He said, y'all can go, but I'm keeping the name. Yeah, Wu Tang. If you do anything Wu Tang, he's getting paid for, it. and what you should, because he created and everything yeah. like that, right? But RZA. Started to take his money and started to do the same thing Devon did, but he just went a different path. Like he started doing movies, you know, saying his solo albums, of course. Started developing other artists and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like he, he diversified. Yeah, he diversified exactly. You know, and what the saying? only other person that diversified was Method Man. Yeah, even Ghost didn't really diversify. Nah, you, Ghostface didn't. Raekwon didn't. And these are talented dudes. You know, what I'm saying who should have, who should be really still rocking right now, should have a lot more money than they do right now. 
but they were looking for that short money, not that long money, and that's what yeah. that's what normally happens in situations like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just hate when they when you come up with people and you're willing to leave those people to go to other people, and those people might not have your best interest in mind. You're like, hey, I need to see the books. Right. But in accounting, one thing you know, books don't matter if you don't understand what's going on. Right. Exactly. Like I can show you the books, I can show you the accounting, and sometimes you really don't even want to show people that if they don't understand how it works. Like if I'm having a conversation with you and I'm telling you, you know, when you get a meal, I take two, and you're like, hell no. Yeah. What happens when you see these other expenses? You don't know what all these expenses is. You don't know what these overhead is. Right, you, know right. what I mean? you don't know that we got to play a piece for the studios. Right. You don't know that you take, we got to pay for these beats. Like, I'm just giving you the base examples of a million and 200,000. You got to pay for these beats. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, we put people in your videos. You got to pay those people. Yep. I seen the same thing happen with um, Mace and Cameron was best friends. And then they got into it. And it was essentially because... Cameron wanted Mace to do a feature on his album. Mm -hmm. And Mace was like, okay, I'll do the feature, but make sure you get the 20K and we can just split it. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, man, why you gonna charge me 20K and take it out of my budget? We supposed to be homeboys. He's like, yeah, bro, but it doesn't matter. Even if you say I'll do it for free, the label's still gonna take the 20K as a feature and then somebody else is just gonna take it right. because it's budgeted in. Right. So just make sure they pay me the 20K and I'll give you 10, I ain't tripping. Right, right. And then he got mad because he was like, man, you my homeboy, how you gonna charge me 20K for a feature? Right. But he wasn't listening to yeah, what he was trying to say. because he doesn't understand the budget right. and goes to, you're my homeboy, you're my friend, but I'm telling you, bro, it doesn't matter. If you understand your books, it doesn't matter. They're gonna charge you for it anyway. You're not noticing all the things that they're taking out your contract. Right, exactly. And when people don't understand that because you don't understand business, then me showing you the books means nothing. Yeah, and where else can you go where where you can call your producer and say, Hey man, I didn't get paid, call your producer and they cut you a check. You can't do that with other labels, man. You know what I'm saying? If if, if they if you expect the fifty K and you didn't get that fifty K, you can call them all day, but they ain't gonna cut that check until they feel like, you know, they owe you that money. Or if it's already been paid, they ain't going to pay you again. Yeah. And that's what Devon did. Devon was like, look, I set him up. I gave him what I was supposed to give him. I already paid him that 50K. But, hey, we'll, I'm going to pay you this 50K and then we're going to be straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't do that with other labels. And that's what they feel to realize, man. Like, when you look at all these artists that did get robbed from their labels and their managers and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I get you need to have a contract in place. But, bro, this is like... You know, no, everybody's not trying to get over on you, man. You just need to understand the, the language and understand what's going on about the business. And all you have to do is just like, yo, explain this to me, man. Like, you know, yeah. if you have a question to say, yo, all right, where'd all the money go? Just explain it to me. You know what I mean? And if you don't want to hear the explanation, that's, I mean, that's on you. But as long as they break it down to you and say, this is what we paid for. This is what we did. Blah, blah, blah. Then you should be straight with that. You know what I mean? Like, and don't go somewhere else and then have to end up paying more money every year just because you feel like, you know, they getting paid more than you. Yeah, like Devon said, I got to break my pot down from nine different managers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that would be frustrating. Now, I will say the shit that uh, they did with Silver Rings and that $2 million album is tricking yeah. them to record that album. That's a problem. Yeah, you yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But the problem is, is that RZA's so smart. If you heard the key thing of what he said was he retained all the rights to Wu-Tang. So yeah. if they put those verses down as Wu-Tang verses then part of them getting their 
independence on contracts yeah. was that he had the rights to everything, so they probably don't even get paid off Wu Tang shit no more. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. Resident, he don't sound like that kind of dude that would well, do that. Well, what they just said, they said nobody got paid, and the reason why they didn't get paid, they put verses down for the Wu Tang album. Well, yeah, but at that time they didn't know it was gonna be that Wu Tang album though. But if that was the case, they would have a valid basis to go back and sue if they had any rights to anything from Wu Tang. Well, I well no, because he I know they ain't got no. I'm probably, I don't know if they got any. I don't know if they got. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. The crazy part. Verses that are supposed to go on Wu-Tang, it sounds like they don't profit off of them at all yeah. because they're all saying, yeah, we did those verses. We thought it was Wu-Tang, but ain't nobody saying that. They kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's not that same fight because they knew they were giving verses for a Wu-Tang. And RZA said, you know, hey, y'all can have y'all contract, but I retain the rights to everything Wu-Tang. So how, much, how much that album is going for an auction? Two million. Two million. Which is, don't sound like a lot. Like, I was thinking, man, that ain't a lot. But then if you think about it, just a, a bulk two million. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You produce, you wrote it. Yeah. You ain't got to worry about it coming back from streams or album sales, nothing yeah. like that. We just going to give you two million straight. So it makes me wonder, like, how much do albums make? Like, the average album... That is sent out there. Two million must be a lot. Most albums must not make two million dollars. Well, now nah, they they said like um, I don't know because like I know I know the artist only gets like like pennies of that like maybe eighteen cents an album. You know what I mean? So like, so even if it did make if the album itself made like ten million dollars, the artist isn't seeing no two million dollars off of it. Unless yeah. you're like Drake, but Drake it hit so many different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know. I know back when 50 came out, 50 Cent came out in 2003, he said, uh, I know Get Rich Without Trying sold 10 million copies. And he said that he had, uh, he got 18 cents a record. So I don't know what that math ends up being. That's that's like 1.8 million. It's 1.8 million. So that's what he made just off the album. So, but you also got to include like the tour. So when you hot, you know, like a you know, well, I, I ain't I ain't including all that because this this album was sold for just two million without right. the tour, without listens, right, right. without strings, so, any of that stuff. So I mean, if you're saying that an album has to sell ten million for 10, him to get 1. two point eight, 8 yeah, so. and getting two million is Straight a good up. ass deal yeah, for it's one good, person for one for one album, and there's only one like it. Yeah, so. that's that's that was my question, and if. I'm wondering if the value of it still, because the whole point of doing something like that is so the value appreciates. But you know what though? See, like when I heard about this back, what day did the auction? What 2008? I can't remember. It, was, it couldn't have been 2008 though. It was, it was after 2008. It's been recent. It was like in the past four or five years. You sure? I thought it was. I thought it was like yeah, because old boy eight or ten, 2008 or 2010. Nah, because old boy got uh big. Um, that he just went to jail. Who? Uh, the dude that bought it. The dude with the AIDS medication. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That was pretty recently, wasn't it? Like well, yeah, I mean, him going to jail was pretty recently. But he bought the album. I'm saying, I don't know when they did it, but I'm saying he bought the album, like, 2014, 2013, okay. something like that. Well, like, when, when I heard the album went on auction, I thought that they, like, they had just made that music, like, in that past year and did mm. that. But to come to find out that RZA was basically just keeping <laughs> songs... Through like yeah. through like they whole shit when you know when they was hot and everything like that, bro. Like that shit got to be a classic album. I don't think so. I think it's probably trash. And I don't they, think they, so. They said that it was trash because I mean I thought it, uh, it was released in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Okay. But it was recorded. You're right. From two thousand eight right. to two thousand thirteen. Was it recorded then, or was it recorded? I thought RZA was. I thought RZA just just whatever he didn't use on the albums. Well, I'm saying all the ver- the verses can come as far as 2008 because, like I said, they were just coming in giving verses. They didn't know what oh, they were giving verses for. They weren't gotcha. giving verses for like specific things. So those are just 
That's why I think it's trash. Oh, because okay. I think those, you know, Rizzo's the producer, so he just has verses. So, so everybody making, is saying yeah, that gotcha. those verses are just verses we went to put on that did probably didn't make the album. Right. It's really a Silver Rings album. So it's a Silver Rings album with a bunch of old features from Wu Tang members. Well, then, uh, well, uh, then, then, then the Rizzo's a genius. Then I, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nobody's buying a Silver Rings. No, album. nobody give a fuck about Silver Rings. That's why he did all this yeah. all touring over overseas. Yeah. So nobody that's what I'm saying for he. He's smart because if you put out a Silver Rings album, you probably don't go platinum. Oh, but no. You, put you probably out a, don't even go gold. Yeah, so you put out a Wu-Tang album, but it's really Silver Rings on every verse. And then a nigga dumb enough to pay two milli for it. Oh, well, boy. <laughs> hey. You heard what Ghost said. He said, I heard it once. It was trash. It's going to be trash because yeah. it's Silver Rings on it's every On every record. Just, <laughs> you just got to make the man on this yeah. one. Yeah. It's a Silver Rings Featuring Wu Tang. Hey, look, it was trash. That, that was probably that was Silver Rings' like best work, and it was trash. Bro, if I put put in that album and I hear a song from Silver Rings, I'm hitting next. So if I pay two million, I don't even want to hear the album. Yeah. Once I realize it, I've always heard it's a Wu Tang album. Right. I didn't even really know about Dude Silver Rings. Me neither. Me so neither. once I found out that this is a Silver Rings album. With Wu Tang old features on oh, yeah. it, it's kind of like what they do with like Tupac. But you like Tupac, yeah. And then they go put like a Biggie or some. I mean, yeah. the, uh, you know, Eminem on it and remix it. And yeah. it you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, that's trash. That shit is ass. Hey man, I bet you. I got to see. Ass. I got to see Rizzo in these streets if I pay two million. Hey, I got to hey. see Rizzo in these streets, bro. Hey, you better try to swindle somebody else, hey, bro. Hey, dog, you, I'm gonna run your fave, bro. Hey, I bet. I bet you when uh, Scarelli or whatever was like. Hey, I'm gonna play it online. Riz was like, Nah, don't nah, do that. Nah, no, nah, nah. <laughs> ain't, ain't no leak on this shit. Don't leak that. Bro. <laughs> you, you gonna bring down the value? You find out that's a silver ring. Well, hey, hey, Riz is a genius for that. Yeah, he, he's smart. I mean, I think all the moves that Riz made. I mean, even though you you can't really all of them has to be grimy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because. They started look when they start talking and seeing some showing all those businesses. Mm-hmm. There, there was some suspicious stuff going on. So let me not act like, you know, everything was up the code because because those dudes could not read the accounting and Rizzo and Devon mm-hmm. were responsible for it. Um, one thing I noticed is when they put all the list of the Wu Tang businesses, mm-hmm. for some reason Devon and Rizza had like three other labels under Wu Tang. So you would have like I don't remember what they were called, but it'd be like you go back and look at mm. it. There's like other record labels with nobody signed on them. Ah, gotcha. you know what I mean. So you had like so the it, it was, it was powerhouse. Yeah. So it's the sign. So you start probably looking at the books, and then even though you know this artist is going through there now, like oh, met the man signed on here. So now it looks like his album is floating through three labels. Just like if you're on Def Jam, you're signed to Rockefeller, whatever. Everybody gets a piece. See, I don't, I don't, but I don't think they was fucking with their money like that. Yeah, I, I think they were. I think, I think that I, was one of the main. I literally problems. think that that was just a way for it because Devon was big in the streets and he had he had that, that street money flowing, and I just feel like that was just another way to spill that it, money. It's, it's possible, but whatever it was, whatever they were going on, it was something shady going on with the books. Because that, no, because you, I think nobody really complained about not getting paid. They just misunderstood. Well, about well, they got paid about that. Uh, that well, well, not they get paid about all that last Wu Tang album that's over two million. But as far as like. As far as when they made Wu Tang money and all that shit, nobody ever complained about not getting paid and not getting their fair share. They just didn't. They just they were just looking at when Rizzo and Devon was taking their cuts from working with other labels. But that's what I'm saying. If you start looking at the labels under there and you're like, "Who's Powerhouse Records?" Who's Devon? But like I said, I don't think they would have. They all think it would have messed with the with the Wu Tang brand because. 
you because he owns all the rights to them anyway, so he gonna get paid off that anyway. Yeah, you know I'm what just saying, man, it was something suspicious going on on those books that he didn't want nobody to see. I, I think it was just that drug money, yeah, man. And, and RZA was just like, yo, as long as I don't know about it, we straight. I think it was all divine. You know what I'm well, saying? And I don't know because RZA had two labels. Well, yeah, but, has two labels. Well, had, had Wu Tang, and then I forgot what the nah, other label they, was. He had two labels, and nobody was. Signed. You gotta go look. Go back and look I when they look start talking about um um how his stock drops, and they start listing all the all the things under the Wu Tang name, and under there, there's like three. You can even you can even Google it, mm-hmm. and it talks about it. And there's a couple of labels under there that never had anybody sign, and people really have questions about what they were. And then if the people want to see the books, because the cuts won't be right, if you're saying, that's what I'm saying, if you're saying, okay, from the basis, if you're signed to Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. then this is your cut. But it's like if I'm signed to Rockefeller, and Rockefeller signed to Def Jam, mm-hmm. and Def Jam signed to Interscope, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you're like that. Well, it shouldn't have been that many connections. It should have just been loud records. Wu Tang, the artist. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have been four levels down. So why do yeah. you have these mysterious you, labels? This is that drug money. Because <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. That they was. I mean, they went. I know. I know. Wu Tang went double platinum, bro. But the, the yacht, the Devon was sitting on. You can't get that fucking yacht on no double yeah, platinum. He said, he, he said he owned all of Staten Island. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? He probably did. <laughs> you know what I mean? All the drug houses. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. I ain't mad at him though. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but a lot of but. I think my major issue was when they fucked up the tour for the Rage of the Machine tour. They fucked up the Rage of the Machine they did that, tour. And then that, then well, the Hot 97. But then that Hot 97, that was bullshit, though, bro. Like, But, I mean, if it gets you banned, it don't matter if it's bullshit. If they're the biggest thing. That's what that's what he said. That's what fucked up the real music is because they got banned not only on Hot 97, but a bunch of sister networks where they weren't even getting played. That, yeah, because that, that was following the trend. Yeah, yeah. so... so in a time where radio play was huge, like today, it wouldn't yeah, be. It wouldn't be, yeah. But yeah. that really knocked them. So then after they did that, then they didn't go back on the Rage of the Machine tour. So you were on the Rage of the Machine tour. You left the Rage of the Machine tour to go to Summer Jam, to cuss Summer Jam out. You get banned from all these radio stations. Right. And, and then, then you, you don't even go back to the yeah, tour. Yeah, you and you're feeling so much where you don't want to go back on the tour. Well, now you fuck up that because now you got to pay back money to the tour. You end yep. up losing because you have a 12-city tour. You only do four of them, motherfuckers. Well, you get money up front for doing those tours. Yeah, and, and, and the Rage of the Machine, bro, like, they were so big yes. in the 90s. Like, you seeing crowds you ain't never seen before. You know what I'm saying? Like, you seeing, like... Million million person crowd. So so you once you mess once you messed that up and now you're mad that the money ain't flowing. Notice that the money problems didn't happen till after that. Yeah. Because the money was flowing before that. Even with the Rage of the Machine tour, you're not gonna complain about anything because that's what I'm talking about. A 360 deal. They're putting you in position on tours. You're getting cash. Cash. Ain't yeah. nobody talking about not getting yeah. no money because on those tours you're getting cash. I got mm-hmm. money flowing in. Well, you fuck up the money. Make the money they, dry up, and now you complaining that y'all don't got money. Right, because they're saying, oh, y'all y'all keeping all the money. Yeah. Nah, bro, y'all fucked up the tour. Yeah. Like, that's the reason why we don't have as much. When you used to getting, I mean, Wu-Tang was probably getting 40, 40K a person. 50 nah, person. Yeah, I gotta be, bro. But on a tour? On a tour. Nah. Raising the Machine tour? It wasn't even a headline. They probably, but it was only two people. It was Raising Machine and Wu-Tang. It wasn't yeah, nobody else. I mean, you're talking about not a person. As a as a as I mean a, I mean as a show when they do it they as might, a show, if they was getting, they probably get nine up. niggas in there bro forty thousand I mean I, I, don't, I don't count all nine <laughs> <laughs> no nah, I don't man. count all nine even if they were it, getting a hundred that's still if you ain't like Riz, if you ain't Rizza Jizza 
Method Man, Ghostface, Rayquan, Inspector nah, Deck. That's the only ones I cut. Nah, you got to count That's you it. God. Nah, you got to count Capadonna. You got to count Master Killer. Because Capadonna wasn't even part of the original Wu-Tang. He wasn't even on 36 Chambers. Yeah, because he's in jail. It don't matter, though. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't Wu-Tang, bro. Okay, eight members then. Nah, nah. I ain't counting them either. You God, nope. I ain't counting them either. They getting the Ain't no way they getting 40. Them niggas probably, each tour they were probably bro, getting you, like. Bro, if you look, honestly. They probably you, getting 10 stacks. And that's a lot because that means that's, that's, a, lot of that's 90, a hundred yeah. a show. So they yeah. they would be getting like ten stacks or nine stacks, and that I mean even that would be crazy because that's not even counting the other stuff. But yeah. if they're getting just for the but show, but you got to think that's per show though. So that's that's what per I'm saying. city. So yeah, yeah. If they're getting per show nine stacks, but the group is getting a hundred, you right. know what I mean? And that's off album sales, and they were eating because they had cash mm-hmm. in their hand every week. And I'm being low by saying a hundred because Rage Machine, like you said, was huge. Yeah. I don't know. Even if they were getting two and they were getting like twenty, but yeah. that's you know what I'm saying. That's that's crazy. But nobody's gonna be mad then. That's why they're mad because they had to come off tour yeah. because they're coming off a tour where they're getting money. And you got to go to do Summer Jam for free. Yeah. Okay. Will you fuck up the radio play? That's even more important that you go back on the Raging Machine See, Tour. Because yeah. if you get on those radio stations, as a pop radio station, you cool. Well, you fuck up both. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I don't count you guys, bro, is because, look, go back on the Wu-Tang albums, bro. You guys only own, like, one, maybe two songs on each Man, album, bro. you ain't going to disrespect you guys, I ain't disrespecting bro. I'm saying he You guys got the he, book coming out. He got all the facts. You know what I'm saying? I might get the You God book. I mean, yeah. I'm going to check it out, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm just keeping it real, though. I, I, I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan, bro. And I know 36 Chambers, he was only on one song. And on trying, I mean, on uh, Wu-Tang Forever, he was only on two. Yeah, I was I, I was late to Wu-Tang. But even when I got on Wu-Tang, like, I don't take my time to listen to Capadonna, Master Killer, yeah, You God. Yeah. Master I mean, Killer, he another one. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't listen to any of them. It's kind of like the... Uh, the Jimmy, the the two dudes on the Fantastic, um, on the uh, Fab Five. I bet, yeah, yeah, right. You know what right, I'm right. saying? You don't really ever know who the other, the two besides Chris Webber, Juwan Howard. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. the, <laughs> the, the other two, you might hit them. It depends on what day. You know what I'm saying? But let's get into this Game of Thrones, brother. Oh, man, I know you didn't like this last episode. Bro, you, I'm going to let you get your shit off first. Hey, look, I, man, look. I'm, I, I mean, I, I just say it, it is what it is, man. Like, I, I, I feel I, like, I mean... I feel, I feel like, like I they wait. they build it up. They build it up. Two and years, bro. <laughs> they, they Two it. years, bro. They build it up, and you know it fell how it fell. Two <laughs> years, bro. I ain't felt this disappointed since I watched the Lost season finale. Oh, I didn't watch Lost. I knew Lost was a gym. Bro, I was, like, I was like, fuck that. I ain't felt this like I feel like I just wasted my time. Got all this time and investment in it, and I mean, but see, this is. I, I knew it was going to be... If you remember last episode, I said, if that thing is less than three hours, you're going to be disappointed. And it was only an hour and 25 minutes. And when I looked and I seen it was an hour and 25, and I know that hour and 25 ain't even real, because yeah. they got to get... It'll be like 118. Like 118? Yeah. I said, oh, no, this is about to be some bullshit. Because ain't no way you can get a whole war going right. on. He had to get his armies from the north. And then before that, I was even more disappointed because they said... Uh, they said old boy from the wild from the wild. They were actually wrong, but they said old boy from the wildlings wasn't in the beginning credit, so he probably wouldn't show back up. Mm-hmm. Do with the red beard. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, if he ain't gonna show up, how the, how the war gonna take place? Exactly. So when that went down, so then they just drug out a lot of scenes that you didn't have to drag out. That's number one. And the, over the last over this whole stretch of six episodes. It's like they stretched it out trying to be like dramatic and build up feeling and stuff for like scenes. Like I didn't need Tyrion. I didn't need to see Tyrion walking for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I didn't need to see that. You could cut that whole part out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The whole John going in and stabbing him. I know you wanted to make it romantic and stuff, but you could have built it up differently. The way they built it up, 
like suck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because when you, I, I ain't gonna lie, when you, when he first went in there, I was like, man, don't be Ned, bro. I was like, you gonna be Ned Stark, bro? Yeah, I thought he was gonna be like his pops, man, and, and not take care of business. I was surprised when he, I was actually surprised when he when he stabbed her, man. I, I wasn't expecting it. I thought he was gonna be, you know, the honorable man like Ned and, and let him play his course, and then he ended up dying in the long run. You know what I mean? Man, I didn't like all that extra dramatic shit. Everybody walking around with a sad face, looking crazy. It's a bunch of staring contests, man. I ain't like Grey Worm looking at him. <laughs> he looking at him. Tyrion go get, you know, he get put in jail. So John got to have an intimate conversation with T- Like, I didn't need all that, man. And then at the end, you know, I, I didn't like it. You didn't like it. The, I didn't like the, it. The dragon carried Daenerys off. Nigga, the dragon saved the episode, man. The dragon was the best actor in the episode. <laughs> My nigga Dragon had come in and saved the scene, yeah, man. man, man. man. Hey. My nigga was emotional. He <laughs> tore down this goddamn Iron Throne. Yeah, man. Like, Dragon was the highlight of the episode. The rest of that shit was bullshit, man. So you wanted you wanted the you wanted the war to come and you wanted them to fight the Unsullied and all that. Bro, if that wasn't the case, at least let that nigga fight Grey Worm to get to her. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It can't just be walking to her, we tongue kiss, I love you. Like, I don't wanna see that, man. You should at least had like ah right, John coming, you know what I'm saying? Unsullied don't know about it. The dragon block him or something. Then they fight one on one. Grey Worm one on one. John get to her and he get a speech. And then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and then afterwards, John's the true king. Every various yeah, yeah that, time. that that's the only part that I was like, how the fuck he get locked up? I was like, I said he is the rightful heir. Everybody knows he's the rightful heir, and y'all don't know Daenerys. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, like y'all just gonna y'all know Jon Snow, but everything he's done, King of the North. You know, all the battles that he's won. So niggas just gonna just, sit in jail for like months. Right. Yeah, y'all just gonna let him just, just ride in there and it'd be like, well, we, we came here to praise Daenerys. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I understand the Unsullied, you know, because they, they ride with him. Yeah. You know, you killed them in their territory. They don't catch you captured. Yeah. But you just gonna come for, you know, a powwow and your, that's your brother. You talk all that North shit, you know, yeah. the North is, you know, and you just gonna come, no army, nothing. It's been like months. Well, no, she said the army was out there, but they, you know. They didn't come through though. They didn't believe him. That's <laughs> you still let him go to uh, you still let him go to the wall. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which he should. I mean, I understand that part. Yeah, I mean, they they tried to pretty much appease everybody. You yeah. know what I mean. And had what they did was they. I mean, spoiler alert here. They tried. Well, I guess we should have said that way. Yeah, I guess if y'all didn't watch it last night, y'all ain't true fans. No yeah. Way. So basically, it was like you know. Early, it was the Ned Stark. Everybody liked Ned Stark. He's the most honorable person. He's most honorable throughout the mm-hmm. show. He got the axe, got his head cut off for trying to do the right thing. Right. Well, in the end, his kids kind of came through. Right. And all of them but the little redhead dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even, <laughs> yeah, even Rob, you know, even Rob could have been king. You know, he yeah. was the king of the north for a little bit. So all his kids ended up being in power of some sort. Right. I don't right. even remember the little brother's name. He got shot with the arrow. Man, why that nigga run straight? Why he didn't run no I angles, mean, man? Look, man? Why would people run and they always, like, they get shot and they just run straight? Niggas don't know how to zigzag. Wait a minute, man. <laughs> Showing me, showing the way. My nigga uh, in the army, my nigga is just running straight, man. man. Like they shooting arrows. All you gotta do is run straight. We that you see. <laughs> but yeah, man. So you got Arya do, living her dream, going to explore west of Westeros. Right. Spinoff show. 
coming. You know what I mean? Okay, I see that. I see that. You got Sansa, you know, she fought for the big independent queen of the north. She's finally queen of the north. Respect. But I mean, that that wasn't hard to get when your brother the king, though. Yeah, you're going to say, I don't want to kneel to nobody. I can see what she's doing, though. She's doing it because, okay, when Bron ain't king no more 200 years from now, because he's going to live to be about 300, 400 years old. You know what I'm saying? When he ain't king no more, you're going to have to have another king, and you don't want to be under it. So get out now while your brother there. Right, right. I got it. That's smart move. I can dig that. John go back to the wall, which I mean he ain't got nothing to live for no more. He just killed his girlfriend auntie. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> he already lowered commander up there. He made it. And the then house. look, and then like, I mean, there really isn't a wall anymore, so it really ain't no punishment. Yeah, you what you out mean? there guarding? Yeah, you ain't guarding nothing. You, you know what I'm saying? So you can really do what you want to do. Yeah, and he's a wildling anyway. Yeah. Pretty much. He so, was he was Lord Commander. He just walked right in there and became Lord Commander again. Right, exactly. <laughs> Came in there with Lord Commander, then him and the wildlings took off. There was nobody to stay at the wall except for the two people that took him there. And and on the cool, they lucky that they they lucky that they gave signs to the north because if niggas was tripping, I mean, John could always come. Man, like you said, it ain't really no wall. It ain't really no wall to protect. You he could have I mean? easily went back to Winterfell and yeah. be like, let's let's take over this yeah, shit. I mean, because you know, John was like, you know, told Arya, you know, you can come visit me. Like, nah, I can't. You're like, nigga, who gonna tell you you can't? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you know, they already. So even that really ain't a punishment because you know, Winterfell. I did Or then not only that, if if you if you look at it. I get Sansa's really trying to set up for if she has children for for that man to become king. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's really what she's setting up for because she wants to be independent. But then again, if 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 uh, let's say Bran dies for some reason, he's a start. Her, you know, she's gonna be like when well, my dad was Ned Stark. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to trying to get it back up there. I mean, but if them niggas trip, though, John come with the wildlings, and the wildlings ain't got nothing. You, you know, wildlings out there reproducing, bro. That's all it's they cold. do. They ain't nothing. Ain't got there. nothing else to do. Yeah, that dude, uh, the dude that was sleeping with his daughter had forty-seven kids. Man, <laughs> they ain't, ain't nothing, got nothing there. else to do. By the time you come out there, John might have. Like, a, I, I, I looked at it as in it is what it is. Like I knew it wasn't going to be. I knew every, I knew nobody was going to be appeased. Like it was just one of those things where. The ending was gonna be trash, just like you know, say just like in The Sopranos, the ending was trash. You know so what I mean? why 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 Dragon didn't want to fuck with John? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Dragon was mad. He man. was mad, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean, let's I get into let's get in. What do you think the spinoffs gonna be? There's already a confirmed spinoff coming. What's that one? That's that's the prequel one that's supposed to. Now they said that one's gonna happen. Way before Rob, way okay. before, like, it's going to happen way before any of this stuff. Talk like about. Robert Baratheon and all that? Yeah, it's going to happen before the Baratheon. Okay. It's going to happen before the Targaryen dynasty. It's, they said that it, because the writer said something, like, he called it the Long Night. Okay. So this might be, like, the in the the creation of the White Walkers. Okay. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. might be way back then with the little kids running around and the White Walkers and people attacking them. So they're they're thinking that it might be that. All you know is there's it's a prequel before all the stuff that we know okay. about. The good thing about that is that the uh, Game of Thrones writers have nothing to do with it. So it has nothing to do with what they wrote written. Mm-hmm. So it's a blank slate. Which usually you can get better storyline from the blank slate. Yeah, ain't nobody yeah. reading and being like, oh, it's not this. Oh, it's not that. Well, see, what the, the Game of Thrones writers fucked up is that at first they were following the book. And they were kind of following the book too close. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then when they ran out and they got more seasons, they tried to follow it. But when you were so close to the book and you're trying to please all the all the book readers, and now you start to go off the wall, you know what I'm saying? Now people are starting to get upset. And that's what the whole, like, last... I mean, I, I think the last two seasons were okay. I mean, they wasn't yeah, spectacular like or nothing, but they wasn't terrible either. Yeah, this I only have a problem with this season. Right. But And that's what I'm saying. Like, when you're trying to come to an end of it, 
you know, even though you got renewed for two more, se- three more seasons, you should have kind of left it. You should have tried to kind of end it when the books ran out. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead I thought of, they were still writing the book. Ah, well, I, th- I mean, I, think well, they are. I mean, they are. But what I'm saying is, this, yeah, but it, it, it they, they went ahead of the book. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't coincide. It doesn't coincide with the book. Yeah, because there's some people dead in the series. It's not dead in the book. Book exactly. Yeah, and you know, they they want to keep with the oh, I killed this person. And right, killed- exactly. And then when you start to do that, it kind of goes goes awry. You know what I mean? So, and then the next one I think is definitely going to be a spinoff is Arya going to Westeros because. You know, west of Westeros, right, right. Because she's a popular character. Um, her little journey was kind of interesting, where mm-hmm. she went and became a faceless or whatever. Yeah. It was kind. It seemed like it was kind of separated from the other Game of Thrones. Right. So you can actually do a whole series with just Arya exploring Westeros. Yeah. There's another blank slate. She's young. You can work with her for a while. Nobody knows who she is. Nobody knows who she is. You know there's I mean? no writing. No, yeah. no. There's nothing west of Westeros that anybody's right. written about. So you can write whatever you want there. And then, and then if something if something go wrong and she needs help she can always send a raven yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i got that so, so that's a nice one but what would be a third one would you because i don't want to see sansa in the I, north you don't want to see sansa in the I north wanna see sansa. <laughs> i don't want to see the unsullied nah, that, you know nah i don't want to see that either man you know what i don't really know man only thing i can see, the only thing I can see is you know john snow and the wildlings see what they doing yeah but john snow said he ain't fucking with it no more he's done i mean i would be too after this long, yeah, so long I mean, ass ride but you know, what I'm saying you, you could just see them. Um, I mean, but that's the only vibe of one. I mean, who wants to see? Who wants to watch Bran? Yeah, you, you know. I mean, Bran might be interested. Bran, Tyrion, and uh, what's Bron? Yeah, well, Bron is yeah, he's a master of coin now. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that could the be count, the small council, but nah, yeah. I don't really could, want to yeah, see I don't want to see that either. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's really uh, not a lot for them to go. You know, well, I, mean? I heard it was gonna be like three. I, the first two I'm interested in. But like the uh, one with Arya, and then the one before everything. Before everything but then yeah. after that, I really don't know. See, I don't want to. I don't want them to go too far. I'd rather see them do like Robert Baratheon coming up. Yeah, that's, that's you know what, what I'm saying. I want to see him coming up, and then you know, as the season goes on, then then you know, Ned Stark and all them. I want to see that. Quietly, man, Robert Baratheon was right. Almost about everything. He everybody was. thought he was crazy. He, and he was, was dumb. Man. And he was just a warrior. Everybody, yeah, everybody shit was shitting on him when they was like, "I should have killed that little yeah. bitch." Yeah, when she was in. But the he was so like, man, nah. She, you know what I'm saying? Robert Baratheon. He he took over the Mad King. Mm-hmm. He took over. He, everything was straight until Littlefinger killed his hand. Yeah. Then after Littlefinger killed his hand, we didn't know about that till like six seasons later. Right, but right. When Littlefinger killed his hand, he went and got Ned Stark. It still was straight until he died. Robert Baratheon was a crazy monarch, but he ran the he ran Westeros better than anybody. anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was nah, crazy. He, he was mad, but everything was good. People was chilling. And he no, I mean he and he really had allies. Too. Yeah. Like I mean, like you gotta think, like he really only had, you know, beef with what, two of the two of the seven kingdoms? Everybody else was I don't know, well nobody from seven kingdoms, but I mean um he didn't have beef with nobody. No, no, he yeah, he was straight. Yeah, he, yeah, he only, was only people. I mean, the Lannisters, the Lannisters were yeah. cool, but they didn't really want to fuck. They didn't want to. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. He, he had. He, he pretty much had peace. The and, only and, I, and not only that, he wasn't afraid to get on the battleground. Nah, either. you know what, you what, saying? what I'm saying. He was respected. He was tough. He had everything running in order. Um, he had the, he married the Lannisters, which was smart yep. because they were the money. Yep. So he had the money flowing in yep. with the wife, even though he didn't respect. And then Stark over in Winterfell, Ned like, Stark, hey, do your thing until I'm ready for you. Everything bro. was peaceful, running. The whole kingdom was running smoothly until Rob got hit by that board. That was mm-hmm. his only downfall, man. Yeah, man. Nigga was too real. He was. <laughs> he, he too real. He had real G's like yeah, Ned Stark, man. man. Like, they, hey. they had his army on call, a bunch of real, true loyal soldiers. Loyal soldiers, bro. Mm-hmm. Hey, 
But they was riding for Ned Stark like he was the king. And a, and a snake ass, Robert Palinka ass nigga named Little Finger destroyed <laughs> everything because he wanted a little bit of power. So Rob Palinka's Little Finger. Pretty much. <laughs> I, Baratheon had him under control too because he was like, man, he just run these brothels, man, so yeah. I had these hoes around when I wanted to. Up, yeah, man. shut your ass up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You about you being in love with Ned Stark's wife, bro? You know shout, what I'm saying? Shout out to Rob Baratheon, yeah, man. Like, I don't hey, think he man. got the respect he deserved. He, he really didn't. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, you sold me. I want to rob Baratheon. That's what I'm telling you, man. Look, you have. You have a young Robert Baratheon. Got a young Ned Stark. Young Ned Stark. Have him, you know, the love story where, you know, he in love with the uh, the Targaryen girl. Or what, I mean, uh, who? The Lannister. The, no. Oh, no, the Targaryen. Not going to have to be after that because that's why the war started. Yeah, that's so, true. So either true. you got to start with the Targaryen war where uh, Regal or whatever, Regan, yeah, yeah. took the, the Ned Stark's daughter. And go through that whole storyline, or you go after the no, war. No, Ned Stark's sister. I mean, yeah, Ned Stark's sister. Right. So you you either do that, or you you go after. It. I think you got to skip that though, because it was so talked about in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you would have to go right to after the war was won, and now Rob has to figure out how to run the kingdom. You know yeah, what I mean? If I you start you. there, you you, you, can, you can still do the same thing. Everybody already know that history. Mm-hmm. There's no point of putting that into context because right. that's something you got to kind of follow. Yeah. But the Rob Baratheon. Start of the dynasty all the way up until Ned Stark came to his hand got killed. Mm-hmm. Like all oh, that's empty. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's empty. That's like thirty years of emptiness that you could just fill in. Yeah, that's like eight nine. Yeah, because you know you want you you hear about the Mad King, but you want to see him killed. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, you already know what he does. But you want to see that battle where Baratheon gets him, yeah, I mean, you can, and it you takes can, over. That's how you can start because everybody yeah. already know about it. You can and then start yeah, and then have a young Cersei in there. And there. Yeah, 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 that that would be the one. You no, know, first episode you start with them fighting or whatever. Well, hey, just, boom, just boom, yeah, boom, man. Boom, boom. And then he wins. What he do now? Yeah. Now this is a young dude. He was a warrior. He's not a king. He's not a king at all. You know what I'm he has to learn how to be a king. Right, but he turned out to be the best king. Though. Yeah, life of Rob Brad. Man, I'm, look, I'm feeling you, man. That's what I'm tell you, man. That's where it's at, man. I'm going. And then, and then you see Ned, you know, because I'm pretty sure Ned was awarded Winterfell because that was his guy. Yeah. He was like, bro, you just had Winterfell, yeah. man. Just take I'm care of the North. Him, you know what I'm saying? So now Ned, he wore another well, North. Well, it's always been a Stark and Winterfell. Oh, okay. So they already had it, but that's that's kind of that was kind of her point. I think it's kind of I, I don't know for sure. I got to remember. I mean, I got to go back and look. But I think that Winterfell only came into that because of um, Robert Brandon. Yeah, I think so too. I think before that they were independent. They were they were in the north, but they, there wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And they weren't one of the things. So that's what she was saying. Sansa was saying we're going to be an independent nation like we have. Right. And you know, a Stark has always been in Winterfell because they've always said there's always been a Stark, Stark in Winterfell. Winterfell right. So the Starks been there. And they always they been started in a, Winterfell. Yeah, yeah they've always you. been there. and They've been independent up until I believe Robert Baratheon. And since they were best friends, he kneeled to Robert Baratheon because he helped him win. Right. The exactly. And then, like I said, Ned was his guy, so he was like, "Man, whatever you need, bro." Or maybe the Targaryens did it with that goddamn dragons. Might have. You know, might. It might have you, you never know, but that'd be something. That'd be something too, because yeah. having seeing how how they, got, they had to, because Regan with his wow, so they had to kneel to the Targaryen. Yeah, well, the, the dragon making kneel so. exactly. So we want, and I want to see what happened to the dragon. Did they just die, or just something else? How they kill him back in? The, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you you hear about dragons, but they say that's a myth. Well, they told they they said how they died when the Targaryens got in there. Basically, where where they lived at before was just like free land. Mm-hmm. Even where Daenerys was staying staying at, mm-hmm. um, when they owned that, there was like two castles that they had. You know what I'm saying? And it was like around the sea. But when they got in King's Landing, 
they couldn't let them roam because just like you saw, right. they'll randomly eat people and burn people up. Right. So they kind of locked them up in that little dragon thing, and they weren't built to be locked up. So they all shriveled down to small. Ah, so you. that's why dragons ceased to exist because they kind of uh, put them in like a zoo yeah. where they couldn't fly freely. All those other places are like around water and shit, so they can fly around ah, freely gotcha. and kind of explore and fly. If they can't do that, then they end up making babies that shriveled up and like. That's how they died out. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. That's that's the one though. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't mind seeing the Arya one either, but I don't know about the before everything begins. Or... If it's all if it's all White Walkers though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what you're essentially. That they're not saying that. Like they just keep saying it's long before, but the writer called it the long night. When yeah. they asked him about what's the prequel, and they said, "Oh, you talking about the long night? Yeah. The long night is the last time they talked about where it was like a thousand years of darkness or some shit like that. Right, right, and that was right. the Night King, the invention of Night King, blah blah blah. All that that was like the longest winter that they talked about. And I want to know, like, because they really didn't explain how the Night King got chosen. Like, I, it shows them turning into Night King. Well, that's what it probably is. Yeah. It probably is who was the Night King before he was the Night King when he was a man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, okay, I get you know that. Yeah. Night King means man. Then you'll get an Arya. You'll get the birth of the Night King and the Rob Baratheon. Man, man, there hey, you go. I'll tell you what. <laughs> hey, man, look, y'all need to sign us you up, know man. There you go. Y'all need to put us on the payroll, yeah, bro. We, we got mad ideas yeah, over here. Man, I ain't going to give up all my jewels. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to give up all the jewels here. But shit, man, that's all we got for today, man. Yeah, Anything man. else? Nah, man, we'll, we'll catch y'all next week, bro. We're going to get back into the uh, politics next week, yeah, right? Yeah, man, we had a couple of light episodes, but it's back to get into this deep stuff, man. We're going to let some let some things iron itself out before we jump into it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we still got to wait on a couple of uh, couple of backlash of these policies, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to see some of the effects before we jump into it, but next, next week going to be a little bit heavier than it's been. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. But shit, that's all we got for you. Always check us on the Two Smart Network. That's at number two Smart Network. Also on Facebook, either under Bobby Reed or Two Smart Network. Yeah. Remember, the episodes can always be found. All of them under the Two Smart Network on any platform that you hear your podcast on. Yeah, and also in our bios, if you look at our profile pics in the bios, we have a link that you can click. They'll take you right to it. The current episodes, and you can also uh, review the uh, previous episodes. You can catch me on Instagram at he's got the glow. Or catch, catch me on my podcast page, uh, when underscore the underscore smoke underscore clears with a Z. That's it. Peace. Later.